and welcome to Four Sisters, Keeping It Real. In this fortnightly podcast, the Four Stewart Sisters invite you to join them as they share stories, experiences, opinions and insights into what it's like to keep it real as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Four Sisters is a Stuart Productions podcast hosted and distributed by Anchor. Hey everyone and welcome back. Um, This is Four Sisters for Sisters. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about an interesting topic that for me has been really challenging and a bit confronting and so hopefully all of us today will um, have some good insights, have some good recommendations to share today. Uh, But the topic that we're talking about is working mums. So today, um, Imogen, Alyssa, Katrina, myself. Hi, by the way, everyone. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, We've all had a little bit of a chat before recording. And yeah, some really good, interesting things came up. So hopefully today will will, um, be really interesting for those that are listening. Um, To get started, I just wanted to highlight what we are defining as a working mom or a working mother. So uh, and, and please correct me or add, mm-hmm. you know, however you feel. So the first um, definition would be that a working mother can be defined as a mother with children at home, a mother who is an active homemaker. So in my mind, that means, you know, in, in control of what's happening yep. in the home, domestic duties, yada, yada. And then last of all, um, a woman who does those two things and is also employed and who works outside of the home or actually now with COVID, who may have an outside job but works in the Inside, home. Yep. What do you think of that role? Do you think they define sufficiently what a working mum is? Yep, I think they could also be self-employed inside the home. Yep. Um, definitely. Um, and I also think all mums work, of course. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely will get to that. Yep. Yes. Um, what, do you, what do you think about that one, a mother with children at home? I find it um, interesting the distinction between a mother with children at home and is an active homemaker because I I think those two go hand in hand. Yeah, well, that's true. But I think there is an active homemaker might refer to somebody who doesn't have children Mm. or children who have left the nest. Yeah, you know, like a grandmother who has a responsibility for looking after her grandkids perhaps a lot or yeah, teenagers who live away from home but you still do some yeah you know element of care or nurturing yeah Yeah. i don't know but you know what for today's topic let's just assume that we are talking about mothers women who have children within the home um and we'll see how that goes so um this first little quote and i'll start this to get the conversation rolling so working mums the question is do you work or are you a full-time mother now any woman who has children will recognize the irony in that question All mothers work full-time, just as you said, Im, and motherhood can never be a part-time job. But the messages behind this question can undermine women's peace of mind and polarize them. What are your thoughts? What do you think? I've seen that all the time. I'm sure we're all sitting here saying, how many people say, you know, um, I'm only a mum. What do you do for work? Yeah. Mm. I don't work. I'm an at-home mum. Yeah. (laughs) That is absolutely the response and it makes me so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the history of the Industrial Revolution, before that happened, most families would often work together, whether they had a farm or they had a business or whatever, they they usually worked together. With the Industrial Revolution, men would go outside the home and time outside the home was given a monetary value. And a lot of this split between 
um, roles and being, income. Yes, for and, and at home's not paid, but out of home is paid. Happen there. Mm. Um, so, for me, I think any work that you do inside the home is which, whichever partner's doing it is just as valuable as the work done outside the home. And if the work at home's not done, then the work outside the home is so, is that much harder. Yeah. And so when you're married, you have, there's no, for me, the way that I see it is whatever the partner who's out, who's working um, and is employed in the workforce, that money is not their money. Like that person's money, it's the family's, the family's money, money because they couldn't be doing that if there wasn't someone who stayed at home yeah. to care for the home and care for the children. Behind okay. every great man is a... Hard-working woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's many versions woman. of that quote, but that's a great one. <laughs> but, but that comment is so common though, don't you think? That mm-hmm. question, yes. do you work or are you a full-time mother? Well, There's I, oh, always that distinction, I think. I remember going to a park um, and I was just talking to some mums that we'd met that day and they were going around the circle and saying what their jobs were. And they were all quite professional women and I felt I was in that same boat of, no, I stay home with my kids. And they all said, oh, What? how do you do that? And they were just in awe that I could like um, what, mentally you, stay you, home. Okay, so not that you could afford to stay no, home. No, but, but that mentally, they're like, I go to work to escape. I go right. to work to, um, you know, they were kind of saying those things. And I was like, it made me feel a bit better about my role. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely uh, the, easy, the harder job. Oh, mm. absolutely. I remember one time, you know, when I'd had, which one was it? So I had my first three kids within three years pretty much and I remember you know I said when I had my third baby who had had kind of snuck in there um <laughs> let's say that I hate to tell you this list but it didn't happen by accident I was taking the mini pill at the time so be careful ladies anyway I, I was pregnant had a baby they were very close together and I said to my husband look you're really gonna take have to take some some leave from work for for a bit longer this time I really don't think I can cope and, um, and he did and he was really looking forward to his, and I'm going to do air quotes here, time off. <laughs> um, and oh my goodness, was that man ready to go was, back to work. I was going to say, was he happy to get back? Oh, he was. Yeah. And he and I, I'm really grateful that he had an opportunity to do that because yeah. since then he's been so much more attentive um, can and appreciate. He recognises yeah. that it's such a big job and it's certainly not a just a mum. And that was with the two of you. Right. Yes, that was right. that was two parents. He was seeing what it looked like with two parents right. at home trying to, to take on that role. Yeah. All right. Well, that, so that's the opening statement. That's the opening question. And from there, we have just a continuation of thoughts. And look, I, am, I, I really do want to preface this entire episode and just say to those mums, this is in no way a judgment call on women who work, p- women who don't. I am a mother that works and this is why for me it's been a bit confronting this week. Just thinking about um, all the different quotes and comments that um, that have come up in the research and looking at the different ways that we can view and value being a mum that works in and out of the home. So um, hopefully today we can do all of those things justice and simply provide food for thought. There is no outcome at the end of it to judge simply to give you food for thought and to share do you remember when um, we did the the priesthood episode women and the priesthood with with nikki juice yeah and um she made the comment that um the work that women do outside the home is only valued is valued when 
they are um, doing man- work that was traditionally a man's job, you know, like they're working. I, I, yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's one. That's a facet of this conversation yeah. that um, in terms of what the world values, they value a woman who can do a man's job. So a woman who's a nurse or a teacher has less value than a woman who's a CEO or a CFO or mm. in in parliament. Um, and those are occupations that take a huge time away from the home and, and family life. And, and I think most of the women that we know, that I know, that are working mums don't work in those fields. Heavy, heavy fields, yeah. yeah. That's really. really good. I, lo- I know a lot of nurses. No, no, I meant like oh, CEOs okay, you're saying the and other. CFOs and I don't necessarily I don't think that, it's just the fact that they're doing a so-called man's job. I think a lot of it comes down to economics and like the amount of money that you make. And I know that there's a few different definitions out there about work being uh, contributing to the economic fabric of society. Hmm. So I think you know they're making often the ceos make lots of money yes they do um so i think that's one part as well yeah well let's see what all of those things will come up as we move along because yeah. they're all a part of this discussion um who wants to read this first one so based on that quote and question that we just talked about these are the two um brands of thoughts okay so we've got the first thought um motherhood is not work so we spoke about this a little bit mm. but I, I like what's said here it says One that our society, so this is the first message, sorry, is one that our society often promotes, is that only women with careers outside the home do work that really matters. Women who take care of children and run households full-time punch no time cards. Accordingly, modern society does not credit them with doing valuable work and grants them only minimal status. As a result, many of these women feel undervalued. Although they may not sorry although they may know that raising children is eternally important they receive many subtle cues from the world that they really ought to be doing something more with their lives mm, that's insane. i don't even think the cues are that subtle do you <laughs> i was gonna say they say it better than we do we <laughs> just read all these quotes and again this is an lds context you know a mother who has that eternal perspective still by some is not being regarded as having valuable work what are your thoughts on that that first train of thought that's so dumb (laughs) i i honestly think that's people who think that are actually ignorant to what goes on in a home that's just it full stop they've got no idea i just think about beautiful children and their love for their mothers and, Mm. and their families and and you know when you take away all of that other stuff like there is nothing better than being a mum and I've said that before you know how some women are like oh men are so lucky they got this they got that you know and I know birth's not fun but I I am so happy that I'm a woman who gets that role I love it and I always feel sorry for I always felt sorry for mums they couldn't ever feel what it was like to to have the child inside you like and to feel them moving and know they're growing and yeah unique role isn't it oh it's amazing and the flow on of having that blessing is that there's a connection between you and your child that is is in most cases it's a natural flow on from having shared that space like having housed that child Mm -hmm. you know so men have to work uh, a little bit harder to build that connection with their babies yeah something I feel is that I mean we understand the importance of 
each soul and the importance of children and something I always think about is children they're only babies they're only children on earth when they go into heaven they are adult spirits and before they were born they're adults so this is the only time that they're ever children and we get to mold that pretty much Mm. and um and you only have them for so long yeah that's the other thing I was going to say is that it's so fleeting and I've got seven-year-olds already and they just came out of me oh so my gosh well actually no 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 that six, is nearly that is seven crazy how quickly that has exactly gone. and goodness. I feel like there's a lot of like they say people you won't um regret working too much is hang on no. I'm saying this wrong no. you you won't regret oh my goodness can someone else say yeah it? I know what you're talking <laughs> yeah it's that quote about you're not when you die, you're not going to regret not having worked more. You're going to yes. regret not having spent you're, time. Yeah, you're certainly with your not going to say, "I wish I worked yeah, more." Dang exactly. It, that report I never got to finish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I hate this this thing here. This thought of um, society doesn't credit them with doing valuable work and grants them only minimal status, and that is so true. I myself have, when Vaughn was young, and he's our youngest or our yeah, our number four, our youngest. When he was born, I remember taking him to go and get his shots at the doctor's and it must have been school holidays and all the kids were with me. And a mum came in and similar to what you were saying before, she came in and she goes, they're not all yours, are they? And I said, yeah, yeah, they are. And and she looked at me with kind of this pity, you know, like, a, <laughs> oh, you <dear>. know, <laughs> yeah. And I just thought, why, why do you minimize yeah. that whole concept? Like you're a mum, you're standing there with your child, but... I, I guess the larger the number of children and you guys, you know, have five and, and um, Im and I have four, there is this um, feeling of sadness for you almost yeah. and sorrow for you and, you know, they want to help you and they don't value or minimize that status of yeah. being a, a, a mother and what that looks like. And I, I hate that. I don't know if you saw, um, oh, what was the name of the girl that dated Heath Ledger? Michelle... Pfeiffer? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow someone. It was that, definitely not know. Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, I don't know who that is. Oh, he's just the, uh, Yeah, anyway, Joker. she won a, she won a, was it an Oscar, an Emmy? I don't, I can't remember. She's this acceptance speech. And in her acceptance speech, she, she said that none of this would be possible if she hadn't been able to have an abortion. So society isn't, wow. Society isn't wow. just saying, oh, motherhood's, minimal status it's actually saying motherhood will hold you back it's a burden Mm. and and they're doing more than just saying mothers aren't aren't, it's not special it's not great it's you know what it is though because motherhood is selfless yeah well they're actually saying if you want to succeed in your life your children shouldn't be part of the equation well it will be the hardest work you will ever do and i'll read this second Mm -hmm. thought so it says the second message troubles many who work outside the home to to help support their families the message is that women are women are mothers only when they are at home of course a woman no more stops a mother stops being a mother when she is at the office than she ceases to be a latter-day saint when she is not at church but some who work outside the home may feel unnecessary guilt which hinders their ability to enjoy a sense of well-being and convey that feeling to their children. With guilt and apprehension on both sides of the issue, women sometimes become defensive about their choices, perhaps also questioning the wisdom of others' choices. Mm. So true. Have any of you been in that particular situation before? Yeah, well, sometimes I wonder if the people who are ridiculing stay-at-home mums are feeling bad that they're working and spending less time with their kids 
Mm. Um, you know, that could be a part of it as well. One of the conversations Alicia and I had just 10 minutes ago before we started recording when we talked about this was that we know so many of our friends who out of necessity need to work outside of the home and all that they want and wish for is there's the opportunity to be able to stay at home and be mums. And it's so interesting to see the contrast of how they feel about that role as a mother and the blessing and the rewards that come from that role versus, you know, this train of thought that, Mm. you know, it's... I remember reading an Ensign uh, article once talking about this and there was a... It told of a a woman who had to work outside of the home due to um, her husband's... he was wasn't capable of working I think he was ill and that in relief society another woman had said to her you know so how do you reconcile that with what the proclamation teaches and I just was like I can't believe you said that to this woman (laughs) you know and I think I I don't have a problem with mothers who work um I've always been a mother who's worked I've taken a year off almost yeah about a year um, whenever I've had a had a child and have gone back to work I've just I've always just kept my foot in the door yeah because my kids are going to grow and it's it's good for me to get out of the house and do something that doesn't require um, people calling me (laughs) mum all the time Um, and I grew up in a family where uh, work was important and so that kind of I, I, I feel like I can contribute on both both fronts um mm. you don't you don't work really long hours or anything though no I, I work more now but I don't work terribly long hours no mm. yeah you know what I was because you were saying you were brought up with that um I was brought up with you get your education you get your qualifications and then mm to be prepared and I think there's a quote around here yeah, that says we, yeah we, I guess we'll get to that we, we, no but we do yeah we, but we do get to that be prepared for you know if you are widowed or if you never marry or um, that's what my dad always used to say yeah. yeah you know get get qualifications get experience get um make yourself um capable to go into the workforce should the situation arise yeah. that you need to be the breadwinner mm. yep. i was telling Liz. sorry no. for those listeners Alyssa and i were having this little brief conversation <laughs> before the others arrived i was saying that on that year that i took off when vaughn was at school it wasn't that i really accomplished anything extra and in fact at the beginning of that year when i knew i was taking time off i had all these goals of things that i thought oh i'm gonna get that done this year didn't happen but what did happen is I learned to slow down mm. and for anyone that knows me knows I'm always like you know got you plans have, you have several um projects projects yeah. going Things are busy, right yeah. but it just allowed me to have a year where I could get up I could get all the kids breakfast ready off to school and then I wasn't looking for I've got to punch in and be somewhere at some time yeah. I could relax I sat down and spent about an hour just doing my scripture reading reading yeah whatever it was on church that I wanted to read the enzyme I actually read every enzyme for that year I had breakfast and it wasn't rushed I could do some spring cleaning like you said Mm. and it was just that fact that I was not rushed I baked when the kids came home I could spend time with Trev if he needed help at work I could go and pick him up you know just stuff that we put you said you volunteered at school as well I volunteered up at the school canteen I was gardening I did the entire back garden section at the school the kids school 
And to be honest, it felt great to know that just that that pressure was taken off where I didn't have to, you know, yeah. be somewhere at a certain time for somebody else. I could just dictate what my family needed any given day and be okay with that. Yeah. You know? And I also feel like if you've got those six hours to get done, you know, the cleaning or cooking yeah. or baking or whatever you said, Ministry. then when the kid, yeah, that too, <laughs> when the kids come home, you can actually be present with them. Yes. Cause I feel like at the moment I don't get any breaks cause my kids are little and I would love to be able to just be able to be present when they come home yeah. and say, you know, let me help you with your homework or reading a book yeah. because I just can't yet. And, and I look forward to that time. I agree. And, and my perspective on it too is so I, I'm doing a master's at the moment and I'm trying to get my assignments done when the kids are at school. So I'm very new to having all of my children at school. So I thought, oh, great, I'll have that window and I'll, I'll be able to get everything done. But let me tell you, and I'm sure everybody else there is already aware, but it was new to me, that it actually does take about four hours of my day to just clean up, get the laundry done, um, dinner. Yeah, you got to yep. go grocery shopping, Ironing. just prep stuff, and then I and I do this as fast as I can, and then I have two hours to do my uni work. So you really, it's not like you really have this huge window, yeah. um, you know. So you don't, yeah, have this big window to kind of no, like it's, be yeah. a le- lady of yeah. leisure. You know, I might have a few times, you know, gone out for a walk or met up with someone, but there mm. just wasn't time yeah yeah Yeah. and just going back to that even if they did find time to sit down and watch tv have at it Mm. like what's so wrong with that carving out time to watch some tv during the day we'll cover that in our next podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes we will what is it no it's a sentence my my friends um my sister's friend um commented to her when she'd stop um when she'd finished breastfeeding she's like i miss i miss the just sitting down not even just for the time with her child, but the time to sit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what is wrong with the time to sit? Like, we feel guilty about yeah. doing it, don't we? All right, well, let's move on. So um, so these are just highs and lows of being a working mum. And they're in no order. They're not tr- true or false of any one person. They're just, you know, just things to think about. So here are some of the highs of being a mum to think about. So obviously, yes, it does allow you to bring in an extra bit of income. It can provide independence if you are a mum that requires that independence, um, which is totally fine. It does give you a social network. It fulfills you professionally and personally for some. It is mentally stimulating. It can be extremely enjoyable. It does offer financial security and it can give um, certain women a pride and self-confidence by being in the workforce. Yeah. Can I say, other than being mentally stimulating, I think it can also just be mentally brain space, like from... It's a different way to engage your brain. it's a different way your brain thinks. Like when I go to work, like my brain's engaged. It's on, yeah. And when I'm at home, it's engaged. But it's nice to have that break. You know, like when you're reading a computer screen and they're like, give your eyes a break and look away. Like, you know, I'm thinking about something different. I'm challenging myself differently. So, yeah. Any other any other highs that you can think of, or do you think we've covered? I think that's majority. Yeah, pretty a pretty good list. All right. So, what about the lows? You want to run those, Trin? Sure. Less time with family, distractions from home life, pressure to balance home and work duties, less time to create a house of order, going against the Lord's will for women, forfeiting spiritual blessings and revelation. It's quite harsh, isn't it? Yeah. What I do you think? Thoughts or um, well, it's uh, and t- not for t- everyone. T- not everyone t- will. And then the other one, the num- the going against the Lord's will for women. 
I think it can be, but it isn't necessarily. True. So if you, one of the things that in, in the prep for today that stood out to me, and especially because I know, Deb, that you were struggling, so I was thinking about it a little bit differently. Um, in a lot of what the prophets and apostles say, they, they talk about that in the proclamations, like the woman's role is to nurture. It never says that you can't nurture if you have to work you know there's never that caveat on it and and I agree with the role that um, the mother is the nurturer it's certainly the way um, in my marriage and in my home that I am more nurturing than Murray although he is nurturing too Mm -hmm. Um, so if you choose to have a career and not have a family when you have the opportunity to have a family I feel like that would, would then come into play. Yeah, yeah. and forfeiting mm-hmm. the spiritual mm-hmm. blessings and revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would could definitely okay. come into play there in that choice. So I love this. Um, it, and um, it goes along with what you were saying, Trina. It, it comes into the family proclamation. But just pref- to preface that, it says, you can never please everyone. Mothers will feel the weight of our society's varied and often contradictory expectations. We can never hope to meet them all, uh, sorry, all, nor would we want to. But we can know what the Lord expects of us as women, wives, and mothers. While the precise answer for each of us is an individual one, we do know some general principles. And that's the thing. What we talk about from here on out are um, Latter-day Saint um, counsel to us and admonitions. But again, as it said there in the preface, these are going to be different for every woman in every setting. So it is for each of us to take away what feels right for us. So in that proclamation, exactly what you said, it says, by divine design, fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. In these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal parents, or sorry, partners. Disability, death, or other circumstances may necessitate individual adaptation. Extending families should lend support when needed. So what I take from that is exactly what you've said. We each have roles, but all kinds of variables can come into play to change those roles, which means we need to adapt mm. as necessary, right? Yeah. And we see that a lot every day. Totally. And I think too, because it says other circumstances. So it's yeah. not just, you know, those ones. If your husband listed. dies and you're a widow, now you can work. It can be anything, no. yeah, that's all right. kinds of things. Well, I actually w- was thinking about the pioneer oh, gosh. women and... Um, I was listening to a talk of Elder Hollands recently and he was talking about a woman whose husband was on a mission and she had meagre income. So she is doing both the roles yeah. as her situation necessitates. And in the story, she's actually donating potatoes for tithing. And then the oh, guy in charge of the lovely. storehouse was like, oh, maybe you should keep those. And she goes, don't you dare deny me the blessings of the Lord. Oh. You know, like I need those. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, I love her too. I can't remember who she is. She might have might have been Zena Young. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, there are many times in in um, modern and and I'm gonna say ancient, but <laughs> that early, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, um, where women have had to work and mother at the same time. Yep. And 
I, there's no reason why women need to feel guilty about doing that now. If you've got to work or if you choose to work, if you are managing your family and you're nurturing that and your family unit isn't suffering because of it, I see no problem with it. Mm. Like absolutely yep. do it. All right. So I've got a quote here from um, Howard W. Hunter. It says, our wives deserve great credit for the heavy workload they carry day in and day out within our homes no one expends more energy than a devoted mother and wife in the usual arrangement of things however it is the man to whom the lord has assigned the breadwinner's role yeah and i actually this next one is actually my favorite one there are impelling reasons for our sisters to plan toward employment also we want them to obtain all the education and vocational training possible before marriage. If they become widowed or divorced and need to work, we want them to have dignified and rewarding employment. If a sister does not marry, she has every right to engage in a profession that allows her to magnify her talents mm. and gifts. It's what you were saying before. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I was saying. What are your thoughts about that statement, though? It is pretty black and white in my the mind. The Lord has assigned the breadwinner as well. To the, are you talking about that statement? Yeah, and yeah all of it i think um that's always made sense to me mm-hmm. um that was certainly the situation in my family that my dad had the main breadwinning job yeah. but my mother also worked whenever the opportunity presented herself so yeah. my sister just older than me had um quite severe childhood epilepsies and so I did not know yeah that. so oh, okay. she, my mother was a teacher and she quit teaching um she needed to take care of jen and then i was came along and then my other two younger siblings came along and so she didn't work and then when the opportunity came when we were bigger she retrained and she she didn't retrain she got her master's and went back to be a teacher's aide and and worked and she's retired now but um we also had a strawberry farm so there was always work to be done um picking and packing fruit and and things and selling so there was always work happening mm. in our family and in our family unit and that's just how my family unit ran and that's kind of a little bit how my family unit runs mm. now. I love that though that your family was able to adapt a workplace environment that you could be at home earning money for your family in yeah. that capacity. Yeah, that's, that's right. really nice. That's my dad's ingenuity. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Little man. entrepreneur. Mm. All right, well, what about the next one? President Benson, he continues. Do you want to take that one, yeah. Liz? President Benson has taught that a mother with children should be in the home. Is that uh, correct? No. Oh, sorry. That's Richard G. Scott talking about it. Do you want to do you want to do the one just from? after that? Sorry. Are we skipping that one? I, I know. I flipped them around. Sorry. Oh, in my okay. notes, I must have printed them. Okay. Off so President sorry, Benson, everyone. working out of necessity. Is that correct? Ed? Yeah. Yep. Okay. To you, women who find it necessary to work when you would rather be at home. I love this. May I speak briefly? I know that there are many of you who find yourselves in this situation. Some of you have been abandoned or are divorced with children to care for. Some of you are widows with dependent families. I honour you and respect you for your integrity and spirit of self-reliance. I pray that the Lord will bless you with strength and great capacity. For you need, sorry, for you need both. You have the responsibilities of both breadwinner and homemaker. I know that is difficult. I know that it is discouraging. I pray that the Lord will bless you with a special wisdom and the remarkable talent needed to provide your children with time and companionship and love and with that special direction which only a mother can give. I pray also that he will bless you with help unstingently given 
from family, friends and the church, which will lift some of the burden from your shoulders and help you in your times of extremity. So there is definitely that little caveat, as you were saying before, you know, sometimes we women work out of necessity and all of those blessings that would have been forfeited are given to us in extra you know to mm-hmm. be able to carry both of those roles mm-hmm. as breadwinner and caretaker and for president benson to say it as well like the he's prophet. pretty staunch yeah but then the prophet's <laughs> like um you guys i am so mindful of you of guys you. carrying yeah. that burden and that how valuable these women are yep um So Richard G. Scott, he continues on in that same talk um, from President Benson. And this is where um, this is where it changes a little bit and would be worth a discussion. He said, Richard G. Scott says, President Benson has taught that a mother with children should be in the home. He also said, we realize that some of our choice sisters are widows and divorced and that others find themselves in unusual circumstances where out of necessity, they are required to work for a period of time. But these instances are the exception, not the rule. You in these unusual circumstances qualify for additional inspiration and strength from the Lord. Those who leave the home for lesser reasons will not. Mm. That's what I was saying before. About Is that the one that struck you about, in the heart? Yes, because you know it went before about forfeiting the blessings. For those who leave the home for lesser reasons than what it said there, you know, for the necessity, mm-hmm. um, those inspiration and and blessings are forfeited and so for me all of this and and look there's there's more elder ballard continues and talks about balance and we'll read that but what do you think about that because to me that is kind of the the flip side of the coin this is what the prophets and apostles are telling us yeah and so what they've told us is that um mothers should be in the home and should be nurturing primarily responsible for the nurture of their children so do you nurture your children deb yeah i do yeah maybe we should have this slide at the back maybe we should have had it at the beginning of why are you know why are we working yeah you know that one because i feel like that will clear up a lot of things because you're saying well no 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 don't think about what if you're working think about are you nurturing your kids and are you you know do you love your kids everyone loves their kids i mean not everyone Okay. Okay. Wow. Well, hopefully, hopefully, mums. That's hopefully, a whole nother. But yeah, podcast. are you nurturing your kids? Hopefully, I mean, the mums that we're um, speaking to are Latter Day Saint women who yeah. have taken or on even that if, role as even mothers. If not. But do you or mind if I, I yeah. read this slide no, quickly? No, please so do. It says, yeah. how, you know, it does say, how can we feel good about our choices before the Lord? And it says, yeah. ask yourself, why am I working outside of the home? Am I trying? or wanting to air quotes have it all is it a necessity is it a luxury have i consulted the lord through prayer have i consulted my family can i balance both roles effectively yeah so i think they're yes. awesome questions i don't know where you got them from deb if you made my them head. up wow see <laughs> can i these are the questions i asked myself because look right after that reading um president uh benson's message I then went to read all these others. So just to finish it, Elder Ballard talks about balance and he said there is no one perfect way to be a good mother. Each situation is unique. And he goes on to say that if we are able to be full-time mums, then that's you know what we should strive to be doing. If not, then what matters most is that a mother loves her, ch- her children deeply. See, again, I don't even know <laughs> why it's affecting me this much. But you do love your children deeply. I know, yeah. but the conflict is still there. 
Um, well, anyway, well, he so, finishes so it. In he keeping with on, the devotion yes. she has for God and her husband and prioritise them above all else. See, but there are days where my particular workload, so mm-hmm. all of you know and those that are listening, I'm a psychologist in private practice. This is not a passive occupation. It no. is something that is extremely busy work hours just being a latter-day saint um, psychologist there's not many of us and so that workload alone is just big but the work that you have after hours with phone calls being mindful of your clients you know are they in hospital Uh, just today I was just telling the girls before you arrived train I got a message from a client whose son committed tried to commit suicide this morning Um, So I'm thinking about him. Yesterday I was with clients who were in court. So this is not something where I can just, you know, go to work for an hour, do what I need to do, and then it's done. Like my work, I go to work. I leave work when I leave work most of the time. I'm not in that situation. So Mm -hmm. do I prioritize them above all else? I really want to say that I do. But if you were to just be a, a bystander looking at my life and the hours that I work and the mentality of, you know how you said before, I think um, Imogen or Katrina, you were saying you want to be there. You want your mind to be engaged mm-hmm. when they come home. That was training. I don't that really was know you. that was I oh, can yeah, truly say <laughs> that I can do that because I am 24-7 thinking about, praying about, writing up treatment plans for, you know, constantly immersed in what my life is as a psychologist. Yeah. Um, you know what my dad said to me once? I'd love to hear what John okay. said. I love John. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, he said, he was talking about what I wanted to do and I I was like, I don't know. And we were talking about different things and um, I think I was like, you know, maybe I want to be a chiropractor or maybe I want to be a counsellor. Um, and he said, those are great. Like those are things that help people. Those mm. are things that whatever comes in society, whatever comes in your life, you can be of service to others. And so what you do is you are of service to others. And I think there is great value in that and what you do, particularly um, as you talked about for our LDS community, having a counsellor who understands the plan of salvation and um, the choices that we make and what, how, why we live how we live is invaluable. Mm. So I think how do you feel with your questions, your list of questions where do you sit like heavenly father will tell you whether you need to cut back or not yeah you know and i look at your kids and and as someone whose parents worked and studied constantly the whole life my Mm. whole life since me too i um i don't feel that um there's much that i missed out on and sometimes i wish that my my parents were there more but they the reason why they weren't was because of their own emotional distress they were having Mm. and it wasn't actually about the work or the study but it was they were actually escaping and I learnt and my siblings we learnt to be self-efficient self-sufficient how to take care of ourselves there are things that we learnt that are important in my personality and who I am that I had to discover for myself Mm. that you know I had to be self-reliant and so I was so I look at your kids and they uh, think they're turning out okay yes (laughs) I think they're great kids I think they're great kids they're um 
thanks for saying that no that's true they but, but they're but there are they know where the line is they know what to do they've been taught correct principles and they have beautiful souls you know and so they have not been left to raise themselves no they and have they've been, had a village like all of you yeah. have stepped up when I couldn't be there I've had family um yeah look all of those things are true but there is still that divine role of mothering and yes. nurturing that is mine and the question that keeps going around is you know do I forfeit that opportunity to be two feet in simply because you know I've chosen to be a you know a woman that works outside the home yeah because in reality is it a necessity no it's not so uh, well here's one here's one one other thing sorry feel free to wait (laughs) is that um we know that we are heavenly father's hands here and the profession that you have chosen like you're not it's a you, you know my i'm in sales it doesn't matter <laughs> and i think that what you do matters for the welfare of god's children you know those who you are helping you help them in a way that's unique but you know there is a time and a season yes you yeah. Know? yeah and absolutely true and let me read these two quotes okay, go. or these two things and then i'm going to share what Alyssa said to me just a little while ago so this is from gordon b hinckley he said Sisters guard your children. They live in a world of evil. The forces are all about them. I am proud of so many of your sons and daughters who are living good lives, but I am deeply concerned about many others who are gradually taking on the ways of the world. Nothing is more precious to you as mothers. Absolutely nothing. Your children are the most valuable thing you will have in time or all eternity. I'm just going to take you. Do you want me to finish it? Yes, please. (laughs) You will be fortunate indeed if, as you grow old and look at those you so look at those you brought into the world, you find them in you find in them uprightness of life, virtue in living, and integrity in their behaviour. I think the nurture and upbringing of children is more than a part-time responsibility. I recognise that some women must work, but I fear there are far too many who do so only to get the means for a little more luxury and a few fancier toys. If you must work, you have an increased load to bear. You cannot afford to neglect your children. They need your supervision in studying, in working inside and outside the home, in the nurturing that only you can adequately give, the love, the blessing, the encouragement and the closeness of a mother. And he goes on in this last bit, I beg of you, you who could and should be bearing and rearing a family, wives come home from the typewriter the laundry the nursing come home from the factory or the cafe no career approaches in importance that of wife homemaker mother cooking meals washing dishes making beds for one's precious husband and children come home wives to your husbands make home a heaven for them come home wives to your children born and unborn wrap the motherly cloak around you and unembarrassed help in a major role to create the body's for the immortal souls who anxiously wait. That's kind of heavy. That mm, that was heavy. those things that that he shared, President Hinckley shared, that changed my perspective about okay, well I can still work and have balance and I can still work and be of good in, outside the home and and I can still contribute but still be, you know, at home and like Trini said, my kids are not missing anything. That's true of all of those things. 
And when I said this to Alyssa just before, I said more than ever, um, President Munson touched on it, but President Nelson is just so... You, um, President Benson. Or um, President Hinkley? Nelson. President Benson touched on it, now President Hinckley. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that what and you now, meant? Yeah. Yep. But now... No, oh, no, now no, sorry, President but Nelson. as we progress, President yeah, okay. Munson touched on it, but now um, President Nelson as prophet has also touched on the fact that you know, like President Hinckley said, the world is just getting worse, right? The temptations, mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. is getting worse. And everything that we have been asked to do from President Nelson is what? To fortify the home, yeah. to fortify what happens in the home, where it happens, how it happens, how many times it happens, and to be as mothers and as, as fathers that um, that presence in the home to create, you know, a safety, a safety yeah. net. And Which we'll talk about in our next next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I do that to agree to a degree, but how much more could I be doing? I guess are the questions yeah. that run around my mind. And Liz, what did you say? You said the same thing that um, you know that we've just talked about. That it is about balance, and maybe instead of giving up work, maybe it could be we'll reduce it to just a specialty where you just do assessments or you just do you know one or two clients a day or something. So for me, what I took out of this is. I, I'm in a profession that I can't really just give up and then expect to go back into. I always have to keep my hand in the honey pot to be trained, to get experience, to practice. And, and isn't that's that my to sad. maintain your Like I know Alyssa went back to uni for the same reason. She, you had, had to complete to. it within 10 and years. anybody with a profession, you I have really to continue with your study, professional development. Yeah. If you don't, you, you're out. That's it. It's not mm. about more education as such because I can't go any further with that, but it's – in your professional list will be the same. You have to keep and maintain professional development hours. And the only way to do that is keep your hand in the honey jar, right? Yeah. So well, having said that, you can you can do it very minimally. Oh, yeah. I you can. don't have Absolutely. to be working. So I think that is where, you know, the so conflict So it's about balancing the demand for your services with the demand of your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the demand of being in the field so that, heaven forbid, if something did happen to Trev, or, you know, my yeah. kids now are completely done with school and on their missions and gone and I don't have children at home to to raise, I can be back in the, the work field well, a I, little more. I think too what he says is that there are far too many who do so only for more luxury and right. fancier toys. So um, my friend whose husband was in the police force, she chose to not work to stay at home with their two daughters. Um, because like she made that choice to not have you know fancier toys and a bigger home so that she could could be with them so Mm. some women do make that choice um but I think in your situation I'm just very mindful of that how you know heavenly father needs us to do things for others that he can't and and because i look at your family and i look at your children and um i can see very clearly that they've been nurtured and loved and and they're valued and they know that they're valued and they know what what um what this your standard is for them that they maintain that so i you know that's something i guess god can tell you whether you're in the place where you need to be right now if you feel you're missing out with them that's well, that's is, not okay. Yeah, it is a big balance. It's a it's a very sensitive balance. I'll, I will say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any last thoughts to wrap it up? It's a big topic, and and it look, is. there is so much we could talk about this forever. And um, 
yeah maybe we can finish with the uh with actually what president nelson has said when your home becomes a personal sanctuary of faith where the spirit resides your home becomes the first line of defense Mm. and i think you and trevor created that for sure Mm. i'm working on it (laughs) it's funny those feelings though isn't it of a bit of guilt bit of confusion bit of shame bit of i think you need to work out whether the guilt is a healthy one or not i don't know you know well, I like the I, point that you had, you know, have you consulted the Lord through prayer? And, yes. you know, think about, because Alyssa also mentioned needing, some people need work for their Saturday. I think you yeah. mentioned your parents yeah. did. And I mean, maybe that is um, a part of like, you know, our next podcast, yeah. the self-care kind of thing. And I think our daughters need to see us being productive, whether we're doing that at home as a homemaker or whether we're doing that in the workforce or we're balancing both. Mm. Our daughters um, and our sons Let's need to know um how to support and love women in either role or both roles as they're they're choosing to look there's a lot to unpack and um it's been a really interesting discussion i think everybody will you know have lots to think about but but really it comes down to like imogen said just being prayerful and and knowing what's right for you and for your family and and putting your family first yeah Mm. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining today. Definitely a good conversation. And if anything, I hope that this has inspired you all to go away, further those conversations with your own family and friends and most importantly with the Lord. Lord. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone. See you next time. Bye guys. Sisters this week. We look forward to hearing from you on our social media platforms. Four Sisters can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Four Sisters. Additionally, you can email us at fourstuartsisters at gmail.com. We hope you have a lovely week. See you next time.